You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Shuquette. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million-dollar seller. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shuquette. And today we have Brian Kelsey on the call. Brian, what's up, man? How you doing today? Hey, it's good to see you again. I think last time was in Santa Monica. So good to see you. Yeah, man. Santa Monica. And we had Puerto Vallarta not long before that. It was it was definitely a good time, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, 100%, 100%. Me too. Yeah. I, think, I think getting together face-to-face is, is uh, really good within the MDS group. Yeah, man. I always come back so motivated and inspired. And, uh, you know, that honestly reminds me about one of my favorite things about about you, Brian, is whether you know it or not, you inspire me in so many ways. Um, your your personal life, like how you are with your your children, uh, how you're committed to like taking those timeouts with your wife and <laughs> how you guys spend time together every week. Like, like, seriously, man, it has uh motivated me and inspired me so much to just really cherish the time with my kids and make sure that I pencil in time with my wife, just like I do for my work stuff. Um, because I believe making those, making those commitments in my personal life, help my work life, right? If I'm stressed out about my marriage, I'm not going to perform well at work, uh, at least as well if I wasn't uh, stressed out. Um, yeah. And man, you know, you've really touched me in many ways uh, when it comes to that stuff. And I thank you for that. Um, and it kind of it leads me to my question, man, is like I'm wondering, like, who who inspired Brian in his younger days to really be that way? Like who was that person for you that, you know, made you decide how you wanted to live your life as you got uh, older and and built your family and your life? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I come from a corporate background and I'll never forget uh, getting introduced to a consultant that the company brought in and he sat down and he just wanted to do like interviews with the senior staff. And uh, first question he asked me is like, how's your marriage? And I was wow. like, what? I'm like, pardon me? <laughs> you know, and, and I got to know this guy over, over time. And I learned, you know, a couple of valuable things. Like one thing that stood out, he had been married for 50 years, right? And he taught me that uh, life people think is about compromise. And it's not actually. And his take was very simple. He's like, hey, your wife wants to go to the mall shopping. You want to stay home and watch a football game. What do you do? You're either going to do what you want to do or you're going to do what she wants to do. So it's 100% her way or it's 100% your way. The The wise person has to pick which one of those it is, right? So it really, really kind of stunned me because I always thought like, oh man, it's all about compromise. Like, you know, I'll take the trash out later. Yeah. And everybody can relate to that. But um, I learned a lot from that guy and kind of moving forward. uh, You know, I'm I come from a a blended family and I'm on my second marriage and we have five kids together. Three of them are mine and two of them are hers. And we knew going into this thing that uh, divorce rates on second marriages are pretty high. And 
through family counseling, you know, I, I, people get a little weird about talking about, you know, mental health issues and, and should they seek counseling and stuff like that. But man, we all have our issues. And so through, through counseling, I learned that it is so important to take time to just work on your marriage. And, uh, and that's what we do. And so as, as you know, I'll tell for the viewers, like you and I have talked about this, but it's, a it's something that you got to schedule and it's something that you got to work on. And we, even though we have five kids with school and sports and, you know, social calendars and all this other stuff, we make it a point to travel together somewhere. It may be to a movie or it may be to Mexico to go visit you guys, but, uh, we go somewhere once a month, just us and, uh, half the time we're working and that's okay, but it's just us. And so it's time away from the kids. And sometimes when I see uh, younger parents, I ask them, you know, like I asked you, like I saw that post you put up on, on Facebook and I'm like, Hey, make, make it, make it time for just you. And, uh, and I come from experience on that. Like I've seen the hard, uh, hard results of that failure. Right. So I'm focused on total success in that department. And I, I guess ultimately my wife would be the judge of that, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but we got a pretty full travel schedule. Right? Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I love so many things that you mentioned there. And, and I love because I love it because I also see you doing it. Like I see you posting pictures of like you and your family out by the pool, like all working together, or you're in an airport lounge and you're working together and like, you're making amazing things happen in your business and you're including your family in this, which I don't even know if I can gather the words to really explain how critical that is for your children uh, to see that, to empower them that they have this opportunity in their own household uh, to build their life the way that they want to. And, you know, you're talking about mental health here. And I think just that opportunity is so good for someone's mental health because, you've put them in this position where like they can, they can truly build their life how they want to Um, versus like, I think how a lot of us grew up is, is, you know, kind of school shapes that vision of how we think life should be. And then we have this conflict with like, well, I don't really want it to be that way, but you don't have any other option. At least it seems like you don't have any other option, but clearly your family knows that they have options. And, Mm -hmm. and I just think it's so great. Like that is what I want to give my family, like exactly what, what you're doing, uh, with yours, man. And it just, I probably not a day goes by where I, I don't think about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I'm a big believer in you don't know what you don't know. And so when you put it in context of children, they don't know. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're learning. Right. So like specifically we have two older children, one's 24 and one is 20 and the 24 year old, uh, we've looked at how do we level him up? And, uh, I kind of subscribe to the Ezra Firestone method, which is, uh, teach people. Like you can bring in people that think they know what they're doing and they, they do know what they're doing, but oftentimes those turn out to be mistakes. And the alternative to that thinking is Ezra believes in, uh, leveling up people and teaching them a skill set that could be uh, 
helpful for them in their long-term and their own leveling. And so with respect to those two kids, uh, one of them's a full-time student in Oregon State, and we've uh, reached out to her and given her a pretty kick-ass part-time job by working on our social media. You know, she's of that age where she moves in those circles and she can do it better than anybody that we have uh, in-house. And we can uh, kind of guide her in a skill set that could be with her for the future. And she's majoring in business. So what a great kind of uh, real-time uh, way of, of working on business issues, right? And uh, the other child of ours is 24. And he was working in the uh, production department. We manufacture all of our goods. And my wife and I sat down and said, how could we level him up? And he's super analytical. And we had him get uh, Google certified and take the training and do these different things. And I can report to you today that uh, we're in the process of uh, letting go of our Quartile subscription. And wow. we're going to move PPC in-house and he's going to manage it. And, uh, nice. And so, so those are skill sets that these kids, from a parent's point of view, these are skill sets that oh, they could have jobs anywhere. You know, I, I I look at the power of MDS and the group of people in there. I'll guarantee you, you know as well as I do, I could post in there like, "Hey, I've got a kid that is looking for a job." Boom, there'd be twenty five people that would want to hire him. Like, yeah, like like it's not so much about school anymore. Like, yes. Our daughter is going to college. She's getting a well-rounded education, but she's getting real hands-on uh, information. So she will know instead of don't know. Is kind of the way I, I look yeah, at it. Yeah, you know? I like it, man. I like it. And I think it's great that you put her in that position to be able to be up to speed on what's happening in business right now. Because I think a lot of people would agree, like school doesn't keep up with that. You know, they're just not able to keep up with the technology changes because they have to integrate it into their curriculum, which takes time uh, to get something in there. So, uh, man, she's just going to be a powerhouse with that traditional education, but that up to date experience of, you know, cutting edge tips and tricks and technology uh, because you're able to expose her to that stuff through your business. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I mean, you know, that picture that you saw of us uh, working in the pool, and the picture that you saw in the, you know, in the Delta Connections Lounge, you know, it's all been an eye-opening experience to her. <laughs> She's like, "Wow, I've never worked at the airport," and I, you know, and I'm I'm a I'm the first person to say that work is a grind. Yeah. So, you know, I might say that I work part time, but part time is twelve of the twenty four hours a day. And so, yeah. when you're on the move, it's time to work. And so, we sat down and we got our laptops open, and it's like, okay, let's come up to speed. Let's get this stuff done. Let's stay working in real time. It doesn't matter if you're traveling across the country or not. And so, she's soaking it up because it's super exciting stuff to her. But it's a way that we can kind of work one on one in real time. And so, she's gotten a lot out of it. And I got to say it's good dollars invested because she's doing great in our social media stuff. So that's ultimately what we got to get out of it. Right. Yeah, man. It's just amazing to check off all those boxes from like a, like a father level and a business owner level. Like you're just, you're crushing all of it, man. Like at the same time. Um, and it's just super motivating to see that. And like, that's why I love MDS, man, because guys like you come in there uh, and they just motivate the crap out of you. Like you, yeah. you think you've made it like you're in MDS, man, I made it. And then you get in there and you're like, Oh shit, I've got a lot farther to go. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel I feel the same way. I mean, MDS has been a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, because of there's so many bright people in there. You know, like uh, yeah, it, I I I don't like to say I've recruited people for MDS, but I've come across people in my in my daily life that it's like, man, if you're doing over a million dollars, you need to be in this group. And yeah. that's like, and that's coming from a, a place of love. Like I yeah. can help your, I can help your business. If you join this group, it's yeah. that good. Right. Yeah. And uh, the last guy that came in uh, was Mike York. And he's like, you know, I was in another group and it was like $35,000 a year and I got nothing out of it. And I just cringed. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know? Wow. And so, so it's, it's exciting to see the group help people, but the groups help me too. You know, I've gotten my motivation uh, from, you know, I'm in that growth curve, right. Where I'm trying to grow. And so at the summit in Mexico to listen to guys like Travis talk about running five different businesses and moving to scale and putting systems in place like EOS, like all this stuff really resonated with me. Yeah. And I, t I too walk out of there like with my brain on fire. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Travis is something else, man. I tell you what, it can be, uh, these guys in there that are like, you know, younger than me doing like way more than me in business. And it's just like, man, like there's just some amazing people in there. Uh, and it's just crazy to think about just, yeah. you know, the age that some of these guys are at the things that they're doing, uh, and in the path that they're on, man, is just like, constantly blowing my mind. Um, I love chatting with those guys and just, just seeing what they're up to, man. And, uh, there's just so much value to be received from everyone in that group. Totally, um, totally. But man, I want to chat a little bit about what you've got going on at work. I mean, you've been able to accomplish so much, uh, you know, in your personal life by building this business, integrating your family, um, but without giving any way, uh, giving away any MDS only secrets, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and what you've been able to accomplish in the past, you know, one to three years, um, and where you're heading. Sure. So a little bit of background on me. Um, I recently sold one of our businesses. Um, my, met my wife six years ago and, we had two businesses. Uh, my business was in the audio world and it was a little more traditional, uh, had to do with Marine audio, her businesses in the skincare world. And, okay. and, and what we quickly found out is that having divided focus is really a problem. And, uh, that kind of plays back to that. How do you take care of your marriage? If you've got businesses going all different directions. And so made a decision to sell my business and it was, I don't want to say it was a blow to my ego, but you know, I made cool products for guys and she, yeah. makes, she makes cool products for women. Right? <laughs> and so, and so the smart play though, was to sell my business and focus on her business. And we, we completed that sale and took some money off the table and, and, you know, took some focus to put on the table towards her business. And I've been involved in her business for a little over three years now, I guess it would, it would be. And it's been exciting because I'm just, a, I'm kind of a student of business. I don't care yeah. what we're working on. I'm a chess player. Like, like what's the next move and how do we do this and how do we architect this? And, um, I was able to come in and help her in areas that 
are her weaknesses. And so we have like, here's a great takeaway for your viewers is that we have this saying that we say to each other, stay in your lane. So the question is, is what's your lane? Like my lane is sales and marketing. Her lane is uh, skincare formulations and formulating and operations. All right. I don't play in her lane. She doesn't play in my lane. And so when you have that harmony together, you really can do some magical things. And so you asked where we where where we are, right? So where we were is we sold my business. We focused on her business. Uh, COVID hit. We had a pretty big windfall. Uh, we did about $3 million of sales and one product, an aloe vera product uh, that we manufacture over 90 days. Wow. We took ev everything that we could to uh, really stay on top of that. And uh, speaking to an Amazon sellers, we did $3 million in FBM. Whoa. So, so, so we, <laughs> right. So we, we shipped all that stuff ourselves. Like, I mean, it was crazy. Our team went from, you know, five people up to 35 people and it was like out of control, but, but we looked at that and we said, okay, well, where do we go from here? And so what we did is we doubled down, we made a bunch of money we reinvested in ourselves, our team, and we grew our team in areas that we couldn't afford to in the past. So first, first step we did is we brought an in-house designer in. We expanded our uh, logistics people. We brought a warehouse manager in. We, we grew the team in a way that would equip us to to grow the way that, I um, mean, you know, I'll call it the Travis ways, right? The EOS ways. Yeah. But, but to do so, we we had to grow the team. And so, you know, specifically where we're at is we have two different brands now. We have one chugging along at uh, about four and a half million dollars. And we have a new brand that you know about, the Candle brand. Uh, we started this cool company called Wax and Wit. And it does sassy sayings on soy-based candles. And that's chugging along at about $2 million. And it'll probably double to $4 million next year. I mean, it's just on fire. And so we got no complaints, like, you know, from, from a financial point of view, we, uh, we're, our trajectory is, is a steep climb. And, uh, on top of that, uh, through MDS, we've started to private label some stuff for uh, different, uh, clients and we don't want to become a three PL, but we, we can, because we have the space. So really where we're at today is kind of like restructuring the business and, looking at how we reorganize our financials and our brands so we could possibly be in a position to sell one of them and take money off the table. And so that's where it is. That's where we're at today. Nice, man. So uh, what are some of the specific things you guys are doing to, you know, build that EOS? Uh, and for those are, that are listening that don't know EOS, Entrepreneur's Operating System, a great book called Traction. Uh, that I like to, uh, and I think they mentioned this in the book. It's like, you know, a computer has an operating system. Macs operate a certain way. Windows operate a certain way. And EOS provides a proven system for businesses to operate um, to achieve their goals. Uh, is that something, are you self-implementing? Have you looked at bringing on uh, an implementer or, or what's that looking like for you guys? 
Yeah. So that was one of my big takeaways from uh, Mexico when, when MDS had that uh, lady come in and speak about EOS in a very professional and structured way. Um, I left Mexico and did a little due diligence and talked to people. And, and one, the biggest takeaway that I've had is don't try to implement it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I talked to a couple of different people and they all said, you know, like we did that route and we failed. And I said, well, why did you do that route? And they clearly did it to save money. And I yeah. can understand because it's expensive to bring people in, but, um, we're in the early stages of it and we've interviewed some implementers. I'm reading the traction book. And every time I turn to a page, it's like, yep, so we need to do that. Or every time I talk to uh, somebody running EOS, they explain to me five reasons why I need to, to do this. And just, it's really the operation system. That's what yeah. it is, is that it's that blueprint for success. And more importantly, it's that blueprint for success to go to scale, right? And so we want to grow. We want to go to scale. And I believe that that is going to be our next hurdle, um, if you will, to uh, achieve that. You know, I was also blessed to go and sit in on a few uh, different meetings. So one of the, one MDS member uh, invited me to his uh, level 10 meeting, they call them, right? And I was just blown away. Like I couldn't, I was like, wow, this is so organized. And they're looking at every aspect of the company. And it was just like, you know, it wasn't the owner running it. You know, it was, it was his employee that was that, uh, the integrator, I guess is the right. Yeah. Name, right. And man, it was cool. Like, and it just showed me like, this is our next step. 100%. Yeah. This is where we're at. And so, uh, the difficulty with that is, is that we have to find time and plan time to make that happen. And we haven't done that yet. So we're, we're in the early stages, but I bet you, uh, you know, in the next six months, you and I will talk again and be like, I've taken that plunge. So that's where we're at. Nice. Yeah, man. You know, I, I self-implemented, uh, and I think for me, it was my, my main one decision was, you know, money. I was trying to save money, yeah. but I've got a lot of overseas, uh, employees and it just seemed like the way to go. And like, if I, mm -hmm. I would rather do it with an implementer, but for anybody listening, man, like just doing the vision traction organizer, identifying my goal and clearly expressing it, uh, and then implementing the level tens was huge for me. Uh, it really brought a lot of clarity, uh, to my business and where I want to go. Uh, and I was able to trickle that down to the team. So for anyone who's a little, you know, you're looking for something, you know, you need it. Um, and if you're in a spot kind of like I was check out that vision traction organizer and check out the level tens, um, and, and just try to get that going, um, right. and, and start from there. And, and when the time comes to hire an implementer, like they'll, they'll still be there for you. Um, yeah. you know, but, uh, I think that's one of those things where if you can just get started, um, you're going to gain some traction and, and, and get going with something good. Um, yeah, but man, or, or, or just sit in a meeting, like yeah. what, to, what to me was a huge turning point was watching it in action with somebody else. And, you know, it's, it's, it's confidential information. Like yeah. you know, you're watching somebody's the inner workings of their business and where they're at in sales and where they're at in launches and where they're at, like everything. Right. And, uh, when I watched that, I was sold like, it, you know, at that point it wasn't EOS selling me. It was a company using EOS showing me success. Right that, on. that was what really got my attention. So yeah, for people listening, 
definitely look at EOS. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. It's definitely helpful no matter what stage you're at in your business. And I think some people, including myself, be like, Oh, I'm, I'm too small. I don't need that. And honestly, the smaller you are, the better it is to implement because you got less, less stuff to figure out. Like when it got to my, when I tried to implement, I was like, Oh my God, I've got like multiple businesses. I got all this different stuff going on. Like, how do I get this under control? It was not easy. It took a long time. And I would definitely start when it was just me back in the day, hitting retail stores, <laughs> sending right, stuff right. into Amazon. <laughs> right. No, I 100% agree. And it, it is a little daunting, like to be candid. It like, we're looking at all this stuff and it's like, shit, our business has grown too big. Like, like yeah. how do we get a hold of this? And it, and now we're backtracking. Like if we would have done this five years ago, oh man, we probably would have been 10 years ahead. Right. So yeah, the, the takeaway is you're not too small to do it. Yeah. It's too small to do it. Definitely not, man. Get that stuff out of your head and on paper or on site, some type of digital document, you know, and start trying to replace yourself one way or another, uh, mm-hmm. as much as possible. I know that's my biggest hurdle right now is like, I'm in the way of my own business. Um, in so many ways we've hired a couple of people recently. It's changing, uh, it's moving the right direction, but man, for so long, you know, I was the one standing in the way of our growth, thinking I was saving myself money by doing so much. When in reality, I was just choking our growth. Right. Um, but see, Nick, like, here's the thing. Like I call, this is another saying that I have in our company and it's called the two hand syndrome. You got two hands. Do you want to work on this or do you want to work on that? Like you can't do it all. Right. So the, the biggest fundamental shift that we've had is biting the bullet and increasing the payroll and really focusing on a granular level. What do we want to do and how are we going to do it? And so, you know, one of those things that we did is, you know, I told you we hired a graphic designer, really bright girl that's out of school and she's hungry to contribute. Uh, That was a home run. Um, We leveled up one of our internal (laughs) production employees and I'm working her into a brand manager role. Okay. And she's super, she's super bright and she gets it. And she, she doesn't know the limit of what she can do. I just need to show her that path. And so she's, she's walking that path with me. And, you know, for the first time we're launching a product and I like log on to look at what's going on. And I'm like, it wasn't my two hands. It had to yeah. be like, wow. Right. Like, you know, and it's just, it's a micro thing, but it's like, wow, we get this down and we can go to scale and we can do this stuff and it won't be all me. And it's not about doing less work for myself, but that means that my two hands can be focused on another area of the business, whether it's uh, working with my spouse on what the vision is or the future product rollouts is or what the capital is to the requirements to roll these products out. Well, my two hands need to work on that. Yeah. So, so we've been excited to see our team like really start to flourish. And like, I, I see it again and again with my e-com friends, like, Hey, how do I hire a team? There's a lot of ways to hire people. You don't have to bring them all in house. That's been my strategy, but you have to look at how you grow your team and you have to not accept uh, that it can't be done because there's 450 people in MDS Facebook group that have figured it out. So step up. And that's, that's what lights my brain on fire. Like in coming away from Mexico, we've uh, continued to grow our team and it's going to pay off uh, big time. 
So it's increased our capacity. It's increased their know-how. And they're like, as an employer, there's a sense of we're helping people better their lives by giving them, you know, skills and paying, paying people real, real living wages is another big thing that comes from mainly from my wife, but the people that we hire, um, we pay them well. So those are all good things, I think. Yeah, I think you're touching on a lot of things that really, you know, it boils down to mindset. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through this evolution where at some point you have to realize that what got you where you are is probably not going to get you where you want to go. Yeah. And, you know, that was a big one for me. Like, yeah, I built a million dollar business on my own through reselling. Uh, which is different than private label, right? Like I didn't create a brand. Uh, I didn't have to have a graphic designer. Uh, I didn't have to run ads and that got me somewhere, but you know, where I wanted to go was having my own brand, selling a company, uh, growing, scaling. And, and what got me where I was, was not going to get me where I wanted to go in that sense, because now I was trying to be a graphic designer. I was trying to be a marketer. I was trying to design websites and all these things. Uh, and it was just a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then now that holds you back, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, I, one thing I've learned in every person that's sold a million dollars, uh, which, which really is a low bar in this day and age. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, my kids are making hundred dollars a month in allowance stuff, right? Like it shocks me. Right. But, uh, you know, the, the thing that I see is that when you talk to every one of those people, I think if they're humble, they're going to say, I was damn lucky. Like, <laughs> there was, there was some luck that happened to make, yeah. this, to, to make this happen. But, and, and I subscribe to the same thing. I've been lucky all my life in the things that, that I've done now. I think I'm a smart, intelligent person and I make things happen, but you know what? I've been lucky. And so now I think once you have made that million dollars, you have to look at things a little differently and say, Hey, how do I put the team together? Like, like luck is not going to get you to 20 million. Like it's not right. A a team is going to get you to 20 million. Yeah. You have to, you have to assess like, well, where, what are your goals? Do you want to grow or you just want to be lucky, right? If you were lucky, then you can fool around with the half million box sales or a million dollars for the sales. But if you want to go to scale, there's less luck involved and more thought and planning involved. And that circles back to EOS. Yeah. So Brian, you touched, you talked about hiring and, you know, hiring is scary for a lot of people, especially when they're first doing it. Uh, what advice do you have to give to someone that knows they need to hire somebody? They're a little hesitant to do so. Like I imagine you didn't just throw a job description out there and take the first person that came across your plate. Like what did you do to ensure that you had a good result uh, for your hiring process? I think, I mean, I've done hiring all my life, whether it's been in corporate world or in the entrepreneur world Um, in corporate world, I was the manager that got all the tough employees. And what I've learned in all my experiences have real authentic conversations with people. And I'm talking at the executive level and I'm talking down to the micro, you know, the production person, just be open, honest, and human. And what I mean by that is get away from the high horse questions about where do you want to be in five years? Nobody freaking knows where they're going to be in five years, (laughs) but, but what makes you happy today? All right. And so 
So this is what I've learned is one, pay people well, all right? Uh, it takes more time and effort for you to go through that hiring process if you got somebody that works for you for three months and then bounces because they got a better yeah. job offer somewhere else, right? And so, like, for example, um, in I, I give you this example. We pay, we start people off at $16 an hour in our production, all right? Minimum wage in Oregon is $12 an hour. So why do we do that? Because you get better people. All right. So another thing is, is that when we go up the ladder, we're looking at changing uh, how we hire a brand manager, which is, OK, we're going to pay you what we'll call a reasonable wage, but we'll give you a piece of the business upon exit. Like, let's get you some skin in the game. Right. Let's tie you to the business. Right. So in terms of hiring, um, I think the worst thing that you can do is get, uh, you know, data paralysis and you know, looking at things in a too micromanaged level. Like I, I, I kind of, I don't want to say I'm a coach, but I coached uh, somebody recently on hiring somebody. And I just finally had to tell them, Hey, look, it's really simple. Try it for 90 days. Yeah. See what happens. And they're either going to level up and they're going to bring the right mindset to the table and they're going to execute the KPIs that you set forth, or you're going to level them out. And so it's a really simple thing. Try it. You know, you don't, I don't think that you have to give people your employment contracts and all this other stuff. Let's, let's see if you like me and I like you, Yeah, we can work together and that's what works. I think that's the, the simplest thing. And so, you know, don't get wrapped up in, you know, crazy offers. You know, I, I have a friend that is going to work for Apple and it's like, I looked at that, the offer and it's like 20 pages long. Like yeah, we're in the, we're in the entrepreneur world. Keep it simple have authentic conversations with people, ask them, what do you want? What makes you happy? And then as an employer, I really think that we have to pay attention to uh, personal happiness of employees. Like you have to put the shoe on the other foot. Like, yeah. are they, are they happy? Like we do fun stuff, like go use my timeshare that I'm not using. Cause I'm too busy to doing other stuff, but to them, that's a big deal. Right. Or, Hey, Friday barbecue. We do a thing in our manufacturing this is a little tidbit where we, uh, we end the day at four. All right. That's our, that's our hard stop, but we start cleaning at uh, quarter after three. And if everybody gets their area clean and the whole place is spick and span and it's ready to go, then everybody hand writes in their time as four o'clock and you get out of there 25 minutes early. Nice. So we kind of put the onus on them to like, you want to grind along till four o'clock or, <laughs> You want to step up and contribute and get out early. Like it makes them happy. And so we don't mind doing that. And so I think that when you put all those things together, what we have to do with the people that we hire is create a happy workspace because nobody wants to come to work in a grind. If they're coming to work in a grind, they're looking for a different job. They yeah. look for a different job. You're replacing them. And now you're back to your two-hand syndrome, right? So, so hire well and be authentic. That's my... That's my advice. I love it, man. And I hope, I hope that people really see the value in what you're saying, because at, they might hear this and be like, oh yeah, that's, you know, common sense stuff. But a lot of people get that shit wrong, man. Like, yes. you know, they get wrapped up in this, like you mentioned a 20 page offer and all this stuff. And like, it's just like, what's, you know, what's the point, man. And like, if you really do just have that conversation with someone, get to know them, give them that trial time. 
to prove themselves. Cause I tell you what, I can, I could sit down with probably about 90% of people and impress them with one hour of conversation. Right. right? right. But like right. what's going to happen the next week and the week after that. And you know, when yeah. something's going on in life, how am I going to show up? Like, you yeah. know, those things you can't, you can't, gauge in in one sit down meeting you just can't yeah rubber's got to meet the road and in 90 days in 90 days they're gonna know and you're gonna know and i mean we have a tendency i think as human beings to lock into like a you know a, a solo focus so my focus is the employer i'm gonna know but as employers we need to turn to the turn it around and go hey what's 90 days look like for them like where are they at like you can't just throw them to the wolves right? Like they have to have a process to level up and yeah. that does take, that does take some time. So I believe in 90 days, you're going to know damn well, whether you hired somebody with the right mindset to contribute to your company and achieves the KPIs that you set forward. Right. And that's important too. Like what is the scope of the job? Like everybody that I know that has a bad hire, they didn't get the scope of the job. Right. So yeah, you set them up for failure and they were stupid enough to take the job. Yeah. So bad, on, bad on them and bad on you, but Define the scope of the job, have authentic conversations with people. And uh, it's easy to not do that because I think we, you know, we live in the world of digital. Like you and I are sitting on a Zoom call right now. We're not face to face. Like, like it's it's hard to have authentic conversations. But uh, if you really get to know the people and you really ask them, what do you want? Where are you at? What's what, you know, what's a choke point for you? What's something yeah. that would make you excited? And you and you have those things and you'll get good results every time every time. Nice, man. Definitely some solid advice. I hope, I hope some people take advantage of it and just start having those real conversations with people and, you know, be willing to put, put that other shoe on your foot, man. And, and, you know, think of it from their position as well. Um, and, and be a good employer because, you know, that's, that will attract good employees as well. If, if you're a good employer and I like your strategy of just paying people more money, right off the bat, because yeah, you're going to attract, you got a better chance of attracting those higher quality people that you want, uh, in your organization. Um, and I just love this common theme that I get from your life is just like, you're really empowering people in so many ways, uh, to live life on their own terms while benefiting, you know, your business and your vision as well. And like, man, that's just, you know, talk about getting people in a boat and all rowing the same direction. Like that's what EOS yeah. talks about. And, you know, I just think you're really setting that up for success in so many ways. And I mean, you haven't even really implemented EOS yet. Right. Right. Um, right. You have all these great things and, and you've shared some really great stuff with MDS. Um, and, you know, I would love for you to just touch on how you, you seem to implement these processes that are like evergreen. They're always going to work and they're never going to go away. It's not a hack that is, is going to go away tomorrow. And I'd like you to just touch on like how you really view those things and, and like, how do you handle that hack culture versus this, this long-term success uh, processes that I've seen you put in place? So, so I think people have to ask, like, I've met a lot of different sellers through MDS and other Facebook groups and stuff like that. And there's really two, two primary types of sellers. And that is 
one that they're growing a brand and they, they, you know, they started this business. Sometimes people are too close to their brand and that's a danger, but they're, they're growing a brand. What can I do to grow my brand? And then there's other sellers that are selling anything they can get from China and they're freaking out about paying $12,000 from a container and they're just slinging goods. Right. I think that the, the danger is the slinging goods. And I think that we live in a world where you have to be really good at what you do. And that's growing a brand. I think that I don't necessarily think that people buy brands per se, unless you're, you know, the mega Nike people, people do buy, you know, they, they, they're one and done buyers. Right. But if you can establish a brand, you have a shot at a higher lifetime value customer. And that's important off Amazon, which is not an area I've been super successful with, but but it, it's it's the right metrics. It's the right thing to do to grow your brand, right? So, so the things that I'm I'm risk adverse to are all the hacks because I can't afford to get suspended. Like that's a fear every Amazon seller has. Like that's going to have real implications to this team that we're growing. Like I don't want to have to let them all go because we got suspended for doing something stupid. And we live in a world of a lot of stupid stuff going on, right? Like we're all reading about how Amazon's uh, taken down some of the big Chinese sellers. Like there's, that's always going to happen. There's always going to be cheaters. There's always going to be these things. So, so from my perspective, I'm looking at what can we do today to grow our brand and do it in a way that is going to be evergreen. And so one of the things that I've made kind of my niche that, and you know, this is, is the Instagram outreaches and using social media to leverage the brand and use it in a way to help launch a a product and bring external traffic to Amazon. And I believe that some of those metrics like external traffic are very important to Amazon. So whether you're launching from a list or you're launching from a social media platform or you're launching with internal traffic via PPC, uh, bringing traffic to your listing is what it's all about, right? So I've tried to make, I don't want to ever use the word expert, but I know my shit when it comes to traffic, right? So, (laughs) so those are the things that I've focused on and it, like in, in to be honest, it's like sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm I'm popular on prom night with all the questions that I get from people like, hey, how do I do this? Right. Because it's a fundamental thing. Like, how do you use social media to leverage your stuff? There's a lot of ways of, of going about it. And so I've tried to perfect ways that really work. And like, you know, without going into all the mundane details, like there's stuff that works and there's stuff that doesn't work. And it's a test, test, test. And so when I find things that work, that's when I I offload that to my team and I create SOPs and we try to push it more at scale. And so those are the things that, that I'm focused on is, is using evergreen tactics that work. And so what are those tactics? Because everybody's going to say, hey, he told me general stuff. Where's the nugget here? Um, it's kind of the same thing as... as is hiring be authentic yeah. with these social yeah. media people like tell them hey like i want you to help me you have to realize that if you get these influencers and they're like what's in it for me and you're like what's in it for me right yeah. so so you have to have that meeting of minds right and it's different for everyone like if you have a uh influencer that's got a ton of followers they're gonna want to be paid but guess what they command a big audience and their time is worth money and it may be beneficial to you, right? Because 
You have to ask yourself, what's the goal here? You want to bring traffic. They can bring the traffic. Or you may work with a small micro-influencer that is just happy to get a product for free because he or she wants to build their own subscriber base. Yeah, And maybe, and maybe that works for you, right? So there's a lot of different things that you can do, but the sky's the limit. There's so many different you know, social media uh, platforms. We found really good success with YouTube. We've moved away recently from YouTube and into Instagram. But I love the YouTube videos because those things are evergreen and they're just, they keep sending you traffic every day. They're yeah. up there on YouTube. But you have to have a product that people want to go see. Like our skincare products do well. You know, you know, there's a million girls out there that are looking for tips on how to do their, you know, skincare better. So yes, that stuff works. Um, I had one guy ask me, how do how do I use YouTube to do my uh my gun uh carry cases? And I'm like, huh. Well, it's just, you have to ask yourself, it's a different way to slay every dragon. Well, maybe what you do is you do pick out some gun reviewers that are doing the latest cool gun and you have them do shout outs and do a little in-depth talk about your gun carry bag. And maybe that works. And, you know, there's always a way to do it. And I'm a real big uh, preacher on relevance. Like, you know, yeah. I talked about that in the last uh, meeting. And it's all about relevance. So it's like you don't take your gun bag to the skincare girls and vice versa, right? right? You got to have the right audience. You know, I had I had one guy ask me for help, and I I've told this story a bunch of times. And he, he's got a a, uh, a a pet treat that is like a doggy downer, right? And he's like, you know, I'm trying to find people to do this, and I'm just not having good luck. And I said, hey, send me a, send me your listing. I looked at it. It's a bottle with the husky on on the thing. I've got two huskies. I know those dogs are spazzes. I'm like, hey, this has got to be a great product, right? You need to be searching for husky owners, right? He hit me back two weeks later and he's like, oh my God, it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's, because it's relevance, right? Yeah. So, like sometimes I feel like walking around with a big t-shirt on that says it's about relevance. I think, <laughs> that, I think that all Amazon is about, is about relevance. That's yeah. why products rank. And that's why some people find success and others don't. It's because it is about relevance. And that's, that's where we're f- focusing on our efforts on how do we bring relevant traffic to Amazon, off Amazon, and Amazon will reward you. It's, I'm pretty certain of that. So, yeah. so that's where we're going with that. But uh, yeah, one takeaway is remember relevance. If you're trying to do something and it's not relevant, stop. <laughs> That'd be my advice. Be yeah, my man. Advice. I, I, I love your advice, Brian. And like, there's just, uh, and I've seen the inner workings of like your SOP and your processes and like, you have to be in MDS to see that stuff. And that's what is so valuable because like what you provide people is literally like the keys to making it happen. But for those people that aren't in MDS, Brian, it's literally just what Brian is saying, like have authentic conversations with people relevant to what you're trying to do. And if you can find those people and have those conversations and you have a good product, then it's just as simple as saying, Hey, we've got this product. Here's what we're trying to do. You know, we think you're a good fit and here's our offer and just send that out to as many people as possible. And if you do that a hundred times, you're going to get one person. Uh, And it sounds like a low conversion rate. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but 
you know, how many people do you really need, you know, to make that right. happen? Um, right. And it's probably not as many as, as a lot of us think for some reason, I have a habit of like always jumping to the advanced stuff. Like if mm. you tell me like go on Instagram and you know, maybe we're talking about posting. Well, I'm going to be like, what time of day should I post? <laughs> right, what, right. You know, like that's where my mind yeah. goes. Yeah. And like, in reality, it's like, Brian would probably say, just freaking post it. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, Just make yeah. the post. Um, yeah. Is there you know, some, you, go you ahead. Know, here's, here's the thing is it's like, there's, there's many people like you like that. All right. And let's look at it. Like I'm a visual guy. I got an acronym for everything. Right. Like I call the Instagram outreach speed dating. Like we got to talk to a hundred people to get one to say yes. But Hey, that one person that says yes, is highly relevant. And they're like gold. Like yeah. that's the one, right? Like when, when you went dating in your younger years, like you were looking for one to say yes. And you were excited when they said yes, yeah. they're relevant to you. Right. It's same stuff. Right. So I call it speed dating. Right. But to the point that you made about like the data paralysis, like your what time to post or how to do it or this, you got to look at it as a pyramid, like the build the base of your pyramid. Don't, don't do the top of the pyramid, build the base of the pyramid. Right on. If like, if we're talking about PPC, even like you need to be doing long tail keywords, there's the base of your pyramid, right? Like if you want to go for that heavyweight, you know, 400,000 search term, that's the top of the pyramid, man. The only way you're going to get to the top is by climbing that pyramid one block at a time. And it starts with the foundation. It starts with the widest part to get to the smallest part. But people's mind is like, you know what? Screw it. I just (laughs) want to rank for that 400,000 keyword. Right. And they fall on their face or, I mean, we, we could talk hours about ranking, you know, it's something that I've made my thing, but I can't tell you how many people, I don't mean this to sound general, but it's just fact people rank for the wrong keywords. And when they do, and they get to the top, they can't sustain it. And if you just ask yourself, it's so obvious. If I could get to the top of a keyword that's 400,000, can I stay there? Right. <clears throat> why, why are the other people there? Well, but guess what? Because their offers are really kick-ass and their listings are really optimized and their conversion is really good. Right. And if you're ranking and I'll call it cheating the system, you know, like if you're sending that relevant traffic and you and Amazon's algorithm says, hey, we better boost them here. You better be able to stay there. And so many people miss that. They, they just don't understand it. Like or, or they look at their PPC and they're saying it's converting it, you know, 100 percent. Like you don't have a good offer. Right. Yeah. So really kind of like what I've been preaching, I don't know how long we're into our, our call here, but what I've been really preaching in 2021 is if I could share with the viewers one thing, I don't care how good you are like on Amazon, you better sense check your listing because there's people that are doing it unbelievably well and they're doing it better than you. They're doing it better than me. They're doing it better than people that think they know what they're doing. And you would better optimize, optimize, optimize. You better use stuff like PicFu to check your images and really look at this because you're playing against people that are doing it really well. And so we're taking that advice ourselves and we're re-engineering our listings and we're rethinking our, you know, our, all these new candles that you, you know about, like, you know, how good are the sayings or which one would you pick or which one's most relevant or which one excludes, right? And really looking at, at that, you know, uh, um, Garland and MDS mentioned win the image, right? Yeah. That's really, that really stuck with me. Like you better win the fucking gallery image. Yeah. You're not going to win the sale. 
Yeah. Right? And so, and so that's a big, uh, you know, that's a big deal. And so my mission in 2021 is we got to improve our conversion by having better listings. And it, yeah. that's, that's base of the pyramid stuff guy, right? That's yeah. not, that's not the top of the pyramid stuff, but that'd be, that'd be some, you know, free advice I give people. So. Yeah. That main image is definitely critical, man. I mean, that's what grabs attention in those search results. And uh, yeah, you got to nail that one, man. Yeah. And if you think it's good, you're wrong. Try hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's how you have to look at it. And that's why services like pick boo, or there's probably a dozen other ones, but that's why services can run a hundred or 200 people to it. Like we did a, we did a, a survey and I think that I'm good at this and I'm wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. I, I, I got to shake my head and say, you know what? 67% of 200 people, they're right. And yeah. I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. So, so it says it's a sense check stuff. And, you know, I, I always offer to help people, people listen to this and they want, they want some help hit me on Facebook. I don't mind, you know, people are like, Hey, what do you charge? And I just laugh. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> it's always, it's always fun to see what other people are doing. And, you know, I would say rely on other people that got experiences to help you get to that million dollars and yeah. get to that million dollars, get your ass in MDS. And then really, yeah. Really set your mind on fire. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's it's true. Those are honest words. You know? Yeah, man, it's such a great group, man. And uh, I, you know, just the fact like that the people you get to meet, man. There's just so many great things that happen in MDS. Like, I mean, I consider you a friend, Brian. You've inspired me yeah. to be a better father, to be a better husband, and you inspire me to be a better business owner. Um, and that probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for MDS, you know, I wouldn't have yeah. these people to look up to, to say, Hey, I want to be there. You know, I want to yeah. be that type of father. I want to be that type of husband, that type of business owner. Um, yeah. and it just constantly keeps me leveling up in so many areas of my life that, uh, you know, you just, you only get that when you have a circle of people around you that are doing bigger and better things things, you know, not, not to say that anyone's better than anyone else, you know, bigger and better just means, you know, they're inspiring me to really be who I already know I want to be. And yeah, totally, you, totally. you're just paving the path. You're showing me, Hey, you know, have that, uh, take your wife out once a month, you know, go somewhere, just you guys, you know, go out yeah. to dinner once a week. It's like, okay, these are, you know, these are my weekly to do's that I need to do to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, which is just, um, just great, man. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, and man, I totally, is, I, I totally feel the same. And, and, you know, like we're all part of different Facebook groups, right? Like that's what, that's where I found MDS. And I had no idea that I was going to find the things that you just listed. I yeah. had no idea. I just thought it like, really? Like, I'm like, okay, well, what are the new hacks that I don't know about? It's right. less about it's less about that, and it's more about what you said. Yeah, and and I've found great friends. Like you know, you and I have talked about uh, losing weight together. Yeah, like I would have never known you unless it was through MBS. And yeah, so I've I've had access to some people in different areas of my life that have been fantastic, and and in the professional sense on Amazon, like yeah, it's been super good. You know, I can't speak highly enough about about the group. It's, it's the best group out there. It really is. Well, you know, my favorite thing about doing these interviews is obviously, you know, we're trying to highlight the group. We want people to know about the group. I never 
have to ask someone to talk about the impact that MDS has had on their life. Uh, it always just comes out because it is that powerful and it is that real. Um, and it will change your life in so many ways, uh, that people just want to share that because they want other people to have that experience as well. Uh, yeah, hundred percent, Nick. I, I, I was just down in Arizona and I got to connect with my buddy, Mike, who I think he's two months into MDS and I, I'm always genuinely curious. I'm like, so how is it working out for you? And he's like, man, it's life changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I chuckle because I'm like, yeah, I know I I'm there too. Like it's no difference. And I really genuinely, like if he said, oh man, this like is really not for me. I'd be, it's not even that I'm concerned. It's like, wow, where was the disconnect? I'd be curious to know what that disconnect is. And I've never come across it. It's just, it is for our business, you know, it has helped us level up our business. I would have, honestly, I'd never stumble across EOS unless I came into MDS. And oh, so God. that's where we're, that's where we're headed. And I firmly believe EOS will level our company up. Absolutely. I'm, I'm grateful that MDS brought that to me. And that was by going to one of the events and going and doing the free workshop. And, uh, I brought my, my wife to that and she was like, oh my gosh, we need to do this. Right. Yeah. Just that simple thing. It will level us up. So, yeah, I mean, I don't mean to, you know, sit here and, you know, stroke the MDS wagon, <laughs> but it's been, but it's been really good. It's been good. So I'm grateful for it. Really grateful. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sitting down with me for a little bit. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. I look forward to seeing you again in person, which I'm sure it won't be that long before we make that happen. Um, but yeah, man, I'll be talking to you in the group soon. And, uh, thank you so much for coming on. You got it, man. Are you a million dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.